At Nissan, our lineup is taking the galaxy by storm. And right now, you can save big during Nissan's Go Rogue year-end event. Shop your local Nissan store and choose Nissan.com today for great offers. And see Rogue One only in theaters. Take on any galaxy. Hey guys, this is Angelique, and I am your host of Things I Can't Drink About. Today we're going to be discussing reality television, everything from what's our guilty pleasure to what research says about reality television. So I'm here with a guest host named Trina. Pull up a chair Hello. and relax with us. So before we go further, I want to go ahead and address the elephant in the room, which is that our name has changed. So it used to be called Wine Time. We are now officially sober living and living sober, and the show is officially called Things I Can't Drink About, and that will be the name moving forward. It is the same podcast. The only difference is I am the sole host of the show, and that's pretty much it (laughs) right now. Um, I'm wearing many, many hats. So same podcast, different name, but uh, continue to follow um, because we're going to be doing great things. So today on the show, I do have uh, a good friend of mine. Her name is Trina. So um, why don't you introduce yourself? I guess say what you do and I don't know, something a little goofy about yourself. (laughs) Well, I am Trina. Hello to everyone out there listening. Um, What I do, I work in the financial industry, so it's really boring. I'm not going to bore you all with that. Um, Something fun about myself. Um, That's crazy. You get put on the spot and you can't think of anything, right? Um, I write a lot. Self-published author, so that's kind of a nice fun fact. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to be on this journey and start this podcast with you and join you on a few episodes and to the people. (laughs) All right. So, um, (laughs) we're talking reality television. So the official, the official definition from the Oxford Dictionary is that reality television is a program in which people are continuously filmed designed to be entertaining rather than informative. So I have a list of reality TV shows, The Kardashians, The Apprentice, um, America's Next Top Model, um, whatever show Gordon Ramsay is on, all the love and hip-hop, The Bachelors, and I guess any celebrity that wants a show they are all considered reality TV. So the question is, what do you watch? I personally, um, Love and Hip Hop is my guilty pleasure. Um, mm-hmm. Love and Hip Hop, <laughs> Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, and Love and Hip Hop New York. I don't do Hollywood. I just, I haven't gotten into it. Um, I also. So you watch all the ratchet yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. You can say that. You can say that. You know, a little ratchet is all right every once in a while. You balance it out a little bit. But um, what was the other thing you watched? Marriage boot camp. Yeah. 
That's right. But like the reality way. star version of marriage boot camp because these people are they're on another level. So that's that's kind of my new guilty pleasure. What about you? You know what's funny is I'm picking with you, but I definitely engage in loving hip hop Atlanta. I feel like you know, Love and Hip Hop came on the scene and it wasn't as bad as it is now, but then Atlanta came out and then it was just like it was like watching a plane crash and <laughs> you just kept watching the smoke and you continue to come back to watch it. Um, yeah. I definitely engage in like the Food Network with like Chopped. Um, I used to watch the first 48, but I don't, I don't watch that anymore. It's a little depressing. So yeah. I kind of am all over the place with my reality TV watching. But what's funny is um, the, um, <laughs> um, the guy I'm seeing, he watches Little Woman of Atlanta. <laughs> he comes to me and he says, oh, my gosh, I found a new, like, really ratchet show. You got to watch it with me. And I'm thinking he <clears throat> has went and found, I don't know, something on VH1 because there's always something something on VH1. And he's like, yeah, Little Women of Atlanta is doing it for me. Wait a minute. <laughs> and it's on, like, Lifetime or yeah. something, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he got into this, where he found it, what was happening on the television. Like, <laughs> and he's, like he's serious about his Little Women of Atlanta. Like, uh-uh, I got to go catch up. Like, that's funny. Yeah. That's, so that's one of my cousin's favorite shows. She's she is invested in these people. She's like, girl, did you see what such and such? And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, <laughs> reality <laughs> TV definitely consumes people, and you know, maybe people talk about it like that's their best friend. Like, you know, something happens, they well, jump into the fight too. Like, that's, I think that's part of the problem. So people get super, I mean, I guess not, because when I watch SVU, I feel like I'm there. Like, I feel like I am here solving this murder or rape or child that's abducted. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm right there. (laughs) I'm invested in it. Like, when they took Stabler off the show, I literally stopped watching for a whole season because I couldn't process this major character change. Like, I couldn't get with it. I was like, oh, I hate this show now. Stabler was my guy. Right. And then I started watching again only because they put Danny, what's his name, Danny Pino. Look, let me yeah, tell you yeah. something. He's so attractive. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, figure out like <laughs> what's happening with the show and you know he was like stabler the second but in a different way so it was pretty much the same character and but they just made him hispanic because he was super aggressive and he had family issues it was just a same storyline different person storyline yeah but whatever mm-hmm. so i can't say anything about people being invested because i'm invested in the things that i watch but one of the things that i wanted to talk about is the effect that it definitely has on society. So the question that I'll, I'm going to ask is, like, should we even be watching 
or invested in reality television. And maybe not just reality television, but like I said, I'm invested in the show as if I wrote the script. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not how this goes down. <laughs> like, what do you think? Like, is that something we should stop doing? I think, no, I don't think we should stop. I mean, and I just think everything needs to happen in moderation. I mean, when you reference reality TV, um, you know, when I think about it and when you ask me what I watch and I said love and hip-hop, you know, I said it's my guilty pleasure. And that's just because, you know, it is kind of tagged as ratchet TV. But I think that we we need that little balance. Sometimes people just need something to escape to, you know, outside of all of the stuff in your day-to-day life, the, the hecticness and the craziness and all of that. If you can carve out a little 30 minutes and just kind of use that as your escape, I think that's fine. Now, I think that it does have a, a negative, it can have a, neg- a negative effect on, you know, teenagers um, and things like that, kind of like with the Kardashians. Um, I think, you know, younger generations and younger girls, they kind of idolize these women and then they're trying to emulate them. And, you know, when I was in high school, like, I was not putting on full face makeup, putting on six-inch heels to go to class. But, you know, these teenagers are kind of trying to mimic what they see on TV and be Kylie and be Kim and be Chloe and everything. And I think that that, you know, has a negative effect on them. Um, I completely agree with you. First of all, if I would have tried to put on anything past maybe mascara and some lip gloss, my mom would have smacked the makeup off my face, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wish I would think that I'm going to get foundation or whatever the case may be and put it on my face. Luckily, I look, and I still do, so I'm told look extremely young, so I would have just looked crazy trying to wear a full face of makeup um, at, you know, 15, 16 years old. Like, I would have just looked crazy. I would have looked like I literally right. was playing in my mom's makeup. But <laughs> you're right. Like, you didn't see this in high school. We were just regular folks. Like, yeah. right. we didn't have blush and makeup and lipstick. And, like, that was stuff that you did when it was prom season. Like, literally just right. having on lipstick and eyeshadow was, like, a big deal. And the girls who wore right. makeup, like, they wore lip gloss and mascara <laughs> and maybe eyeshadow, right? right? Like, that was pretty much the extent. They were just, when we graduated, they're just figuring out, like, how to put foundation on, which is interesting because when you're that young, you don't even need foundation unless you just have, you know, skin that you need to cover yeah. stuff up with. But it goes into, so I pulled some studies, um, mm-hmm. and one of the studies comes from the American Psychological Association. So it says that younger people, people that grew up in a time period where reality television um, was literally all they knew, right? So you have American Idol, um, like we grew up pre-American Idol, pre, like I think at worst you had what, um, what's the first reality television show? Real World. Real World. Like, that yeah. was the, ex- oh yeah, like those seasons were the extent <laughs> of 
I guess what has now become reality television and the way that we view it, like that's all we had, right? Oh, and then you have yeah. the one where they were on a road trip. So yeah, road like, trip. Yeah, I think that's my yeah. definition of like reality TV, though. Like because real world set the bar. So reality TV for me, it's like people taken out of their environment as far as like their living situation, put them in a house, see what they do. Like, that's reality TV for me. When you say, like, Chopped and, like, American Idol and stuff like that, for me that just, I don't know, I don't think of it as reality TV and because it also doesn't come with that kind of, like, that negative connotation. And maybe that's just me personally, but. Hmm. Yeah, but it is deemed reality television. I just think. You know, it's just different genres. Even when people say, "Oh, I don't watch reality TV," you but you watched um, Whale Wars or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. right? And you watch shows where they're going off in the wilderness and surviving. Like that's reality television too. You just don't watch the shows that people first think of when they think right, right. reality TV. But Honey Boo Boo wouldn't have a show if people didn't watch reality <laughs> television, right? Like, right. so the people that grew up in an age of all they know is reality television in this many, many forms, the American Psychological Association says that these people really think what they see is reality. So the Kardashians is really what life is about. Like, that's what life is when you get older, you become an adult, and you be and you're successful, like you're gonna get these fresh salads and you're gonna wear full face of makeup and you're <laughs> gonna have boyfriend problems because they also say that um based on what they see, um, they deem like aggressive relationships. So being aggressive, yelling, cussing, fighting, like that's what people do in a relationship. Cheating mm-hmm. is a part of a relationship, learning how to get past cheating. When I grew up, you, we were told if a man cheat on you, leave him. Leave him. Right? Like, that's not your <laughs> husband. He should, you know what I mean? Like, right, what are right. we talking about? That cheating is norm- Cheating is not normal. You're in a abnormal relationship. But when it comes to their friends, they think that gossiping and fighting is what friends do. Um, right. And I'm, I don't know. But basically, this, that's what this American Psychological Association is saying. But they also bring in the fact that people that watch crime dramas see the world as a dangerous place. So it's kind of like whatever you watch, that's what your view of the world is. And to your point, like, you have these young girls who watch these shows and they think this is what life is about. I mean, even 16 and Pregnant, while it started off as a show to say don't get pregnant, life sucks, right? It has (laughs) now. (laughs) I I mean, I remember watching the first season and it was just like them showing, like, these girls and the fact that the boy that they got pregnant by is, like, completely not talking to them anymore, and then their family, like, I ain't taking care of that child. Ain't nobody got no money to raise that child, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. Like, there was just, so, you know, the labor and how painful that process is. Like, I just remember watching this first season and going, this sucks, right? Like, <sighs> and that was what they wanted to get across. 
And then here we are years later, and now it's like, oh, having a kid is fine, and, like, now I do porn, and that's a normal part of being a parent. No, but no, but no, it's not. That's not normal. <laughs> and, you know, when, that, first, when that show first aired, I didn't like it. Um, and I didn't take away from it that it was promoting don't get pregnant. I took the other standpoint that they were kind of – glorifying it in a sense. I'm like, why mm-hmm. would they make a show about being 16 and being pregnant? Like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> And I just felt some type of way about it. And um, now it's just turned into this, this brand. And um, I don't think that it's glorifying it, but it's, it's also, I don't really watch the show, but I do like that they followed the original, the girls that they had and kind of show, like, okay, life's not always easy, like, this shit gets real, um, and that, you know, it, having a child and being a mom is, is tough and also, you know, doing that at a younger age as well. Although in some aspects, you know, they glorify it a little bit because these girls are getting paid and they're getting paid pretty well. Right. Absolutely. And that was another thing is that when you watch the first, so I watched the first, not maybe not the whole season, but I did watch a couple of episodes. And the way that they did those very, very, very first episodes was very raw, I guess, just like, yeah. you know, before it became producers putting things in people's ear and shooting it a certain way. It was a very mm-hmm. raw show. And like mm-hmm. you're literally hearing not the program this is this is the conversation you're gonna have when the cameras come. It was just like the mom like flipping out, you know, and nobody yeah. told you to get pregnant. <laughs> you're listening to <laughs> right. like a real live, like real conversation. I remember there was an episode of a guy there in high school and he basically joined the military like at 17 or something like that, so he could take care of his, you know, his child. And his, you know, the mother is in a situation where she may not even have a place to live. So he's having to make grown man decisions, I guess, and he's not even a grown man, right? Because that's what having a child is like. And they didn't come on any episodes, like, later on, because they went on and they – live their life, like, but I distinctly remember him having to join the military and her not not knowing where she was going to be living and finally getting an apartment with hardly anything in it and basically having this unstable life. Like, I remember watching this episode and going, yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. Like, that's what it's like. It sucks. (laughs) Um, and you're not always going to have the support that you think you're going to have. But now, like, it's turned into these people have gotten paid lots of money. They do all these promotions. One of them became a porn star. And now it's, like, a completely different concept. And I really think that it does encourage girls to get pregnant because they think, oh, again, arguing, fussing, fighting, that's normal behavior, being aggressive right. is normal behavior. So me getting pregnant and having a hostile relationship with my child's father, well, that's normal. No, it is not normal. <laughs> it's not something that you should accept because I think 
what's getting missed in all of this is that you are creating a person that also has to walk this earth and live with the decisions that you make for them before they can make decisions for themselves. And so I think when I think about, in general, like reality television, that's what I think about, like, what is the takeaway that younger people are going to have? I think we're old enough and intelligent enough that we watch something and we're like, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, she jumped on the table. We don't jump on tables. <laughs> we can watch this show and pretty much be like, look at Evelyn on that table. It's security there. Where you going? You Right? Right. Right, But we know in real life we can't jump on a table to charge someone. Security is not coming out. Security doesn't exist in the real world. They're called the police, and they're going to haul you off the jail, <laughs> right? And they're not going to be right there at that moment. This is going to be after you've lost your temper, and now both of y'all look crazy, and both of y'all are taking mug shots. Like, that's real <laughs> life. <laughs> right. If you decide to act that way. And I think when you watch these shows, I don't think they're thinking about that not only are 25-year-old women watching this, but 15 to 16-year-old women or girls, excuse me, are watching this show. And they're mm-hmm. looking at these people as if they're idols, and that's what they want to be. All right, so let me. speaking of, I recently saw a loving hip-hop star said that mm-hmm. she forgave her husband for cheating and that a woman who doesn't forgive her husband for cheating is weak. That was the general synopsis of what she wrote. Mm. This We're is not going to that people. Hey, hey. <laughs> We're not doing that. I don't know her. I'm just. <laughs> oh, you don't know her name? I, I, know uh, her. I just. What is it? Tammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's talking about Waka Flocka. Yeah, girl. Yeah, I I didn't know if he was protecting her. I don't know, but yeah, that's Tammy. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually read what oh. she had said, but um, yeah, I saw all the the people talking about it on like Twitter and Facebook, and they was calling her stupid, and it was a mess. I won't call her stupid. I will call her naive. Here's my issue with what she said. So let me stay on topic. My issue with what she said is there are girls who are reading this, and it goes back to cheating is normal, and I should forgive my boyfriend who is cheating on me, and I'm only 20 years old because that's what this 30-year-old woman who has this fabulous life told me to do. Right, you're in an abusive relationship, but this woman in her 30s that's living a completely different lifestyle than you is allowing her thousandaire or millionaire husband to come back in the fold. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know his net worth, and I'm not going to look it up right now. Look, be a thousandaire, right? Like he could be worth eight hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. Maybe he's a millionaire. Hopefully, fair enough. My point Mm -hmm. is. They live a different lifestyle than we live, right? Like, she just launched her own clothing thing. I can't launch my old clothes. You know, regular people do it, but those first couple of outfits, they're going to be rough until I get some sales. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's going to be rough living. So, you know, my point is, is that 
it's a, she, she's not thinking the message that she's sending, and it's kind of like people feel like, oh, like Rihanna, I'm not a role model. But you are, though. You have yeah. people watching you that want to be you, that think you're beautiful. And so it's a very naive standpoint to say I forgave my husband and he has all this money and he was cheating on me with God knows who and how many times, but I feel like I love him enough to move forward. And I think if that's what you did in your marriage, I have no judgment. That is your marriage. That is what you do. I have been in relationships where people cheated on me. And let me tell you something right now. At my age and my experience with a daughter, you cheat, we done. You put yourself in a position where you was there in the moment and the only thing that happened was you didn't whip it out or maybe you whipped it out and you were like, I can't do it. That, to me, you already took it too far. So we're not together. Like, you shouldn't even put yourself in positions where you have, like, I don't care how bad we are. If we're together, we're together. Bad times don't last always, right? Like, when your bank account is on zero, you know that direct deposit is coming back through. So if you love me, (laughs) right, you need to wait on this direct deposit. We need to work on this. That's all it takes is some work, and then we'll get back to fruition. So telling a young, naive, impressionable girl that leaving is dumb, I don't think that she thought this through and said, who is all going to receive this message? Because it's not going to be 35-year-old women who are going, okay, girl, he cheated on you, you stupid. I ain't going to let no man cheat on me. And I think it's easier said than done. But when you've been there and you've done that, no, you're not going to accept anything. And that's the message that you should be sending girls. I can't tell you not to forgive somebody that cheated on you. I can't tell you to leave them. I can't tell you to stay with them because I ain't going to be up in that bed with you at night while you lonely at all. But I want to put out the message that when you love yourself enough, you just don't accept certain things anymore. You just don't. And reality TV skills that because you have these different lifestyles, these different people, and they just doing whatever they want to do. And then you got Becky over here who's 17 that thinks when I'm 25, I'm going to be on a yacht ready to throw another chick off if she talked to me crazy. <laughs> Don't do it, Becky. Don't do it. Like, but, like, really. Like, I remember thinking when I was, like, at 25, I'm going to be in the midst of my career. Like, that was the dream. Like, now, 25, people really think you're going to travel the world and you're going to have all this money. Nobody's thinking, how do I get that? And that is abnormal. Most people don't go on yachts at 25. Just throwing it out there. Just <laughs> want to put that out there. <laughs> you might be able to go to Miami, uh, Puerto Rico, you know. Mm-hmm. You might be able to take some trips if you get your saving game up right. But right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So let's just move on. So CNN said, that psychologists suggest that watching reality TV glorifies bullying from rage to subtle behavior, such as excluding someone from a dinner or talking about them behind their back, and that it can have long-term consequences. Thoughts? 
I guess this just goes back to, like, what is the demographic? Because I don't really, when I think about adults, um, I really don't think about bullying. I do know that there are some mean girls out there, and, you know, that's just in their nature. Um, But I, I wouldn't say that that's directly from watching reality television. It's just a character flaw. Um, I would say that that's probably, does it say that that's aimed at like a a specific demographic? Are we talking about teenagers or it's just people in general? No, we're saying people in general start thinking that bullying, forms of bullying is normal. And I think they're defining bullying as a bigger spectrum than what you see in high school, which is, oh, my gosh, your pants are flooding or I'm going to call on smelly, smelly Shelly, you know, like that's what we think of bullying. And I think what they're mm-hmm. saying is bullying can be defined as me and my, I'm talking about you to someone who's supposed to be a friend. And then I'm going to tell you all her business. And then when she comes around, it's like, hey, girl, hey, but she's not invited to my wedding, though. Because I don't like her around my husband. <laughs> like, that's. <laughs> a form of bullying, according to CNN and psychologists. And I'm sure it is. I mean, I would think that if you were having a party and everybody was invited and I didn't get an invitation on purpose. So when I asked you about it, I'm like, uh, Trina, so your Christmas party is going to be popping and everything tomorrow. But I didn't get an invitation. And your response is, yeah, no, no. I don't want you to come. Like, I just don't want you to come. Like, just think about how that would make you feel. How different is that from someone picking on you? In your feelings, anyway. Right, right. No, I I get it. I guess I really just will have to see the the data and get into it, because I don't think a lot of that just stems from reality TV. I guess when, if we watch something enough, then, like, your point that you had made earlier at the beginning of the podcast is just, you know, it becomes the norm. So we think that that's okay. And then we kind of adapt behavior. So I can I can absolutely see the validity in their point. Um, kind of like when you talk to somebody so often um, or you're around somebody and you start to kind of pick up their mannerisms and, like, you know, if they have a particular laugh and you've been hanging around this person for so long and now you kind of laugh like them, like watching so much reality television and you see um, like people and they're, they're bullying or catty or like, um, you know, talking behind people's back and things like that. Then I, I guess I can understand how in your everyday today life you think like that's just how you're supposed to move, you know. That's true. So we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back and finish this conversation, and then we're going to talk about some research that was done from 1970 to 2002 with the same group of people that are close to their 50s now or in their 50s. And we're going to talk about if reality television has gone too far. So um, we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Angelique. I have a really important message that I want to get out to everyone. 
I am all about mental health awareness and making sure people know of the resources available to them. Mental illness affects so many of us, whether directly or indirectly. If you or someone you know needs help, has questions, or want to join the current campaign about how to stop stigma, please go to www.nami.org. I joined the hashtag I Stop Stigma By campaign, and I want to stop it by talking to others. How do you want to stop stigma? Again, that's www.nami.org, N-A-M-I dot org. All right, guys, we're back, and we're talking reality television. And before we had a break, uh, Trina made a good point that maybe all of the negativity that is attached to reality television is more than just reality television, like it stems from other things. Um, But I wanted to, she asked for facts, so I want to present research that was done by the Center for Group Dynamics. Didn't even know that was a thing, but... um, So apparently they followed a group of people from the 1970s, um, I guess, when, like, game show hosting and things like that first be, like, really was, like, became a thing and you started idolizing to a new level celebrities. Um, They followed a group of people who watched shows um, that were more aggressive and uh, more in tune with reality television. And so they followed these people from 1970. 2002, and uh, most of these people were like 48 years old, 50 years old, and they said that people who watched more aggressive shows, including reality television, are more likely to be aggressive. Um, This included spousal abuse, um, and I guess going back to like the gossiping and arguing, And they also had inappropriate behavior such as substance abuse. They were more likely to have these things than, I guess, the other group that they followed that really didn't indulge in television and watching those shows. So that was one study that was done. Um, Do you think that maybe that's accurate, or would you like to see, like, more studies done, especially in this age, for like in this group of 2000 and whatever, um, since this was taken from the 70s? Yeah, I would definitely like to, you know, more information or statistics about this generation. But can you repeat what what was it about spouse, or substance abuse? That people who watched aggressive shows in reality television were more likely to have inappropriate behavior, including substance abuse. They didn't define inappropriate behavior a lot. So, um, I mean, I I take sociology courses, so inappropriate behavior can be anything that society deems is inappropriate. So that could be from being a criminal, stealing things, using drugs, Like, when I think of inappropriate behavior and then you throw in drug abuse, like, that's where my mind goes. So you're criminals. (laughs) We're talking about criminals. That's what we in drug users. Okay. And when we say substance abuse, are we just talking about weed? Because I feel like weed is in its own category. Like, what? I just need some more definition there. I think show that it is 
more likely that you are going to have, I guess, negative behavior if you are an avid watcher of reality television that leans towards aggressive behavior. And I think that's probably true, especially if you're young and impressionable, because you think that's normal. Mm-hmm. But and it just yeah yeah it makes it more um, it makes it inviting too and like you said it just you think it's normal you think that that's every day you think it's okay um, and you think that that's just how people are supposed to you know move and function through life like we're gonna turn up we don't party we don't care what time it is we can yell and be crazy and act like it and there's no consequences because. There's no consequences in reality TV for the most part, you know. So do you think, like, reality television gets a bad reputation for other people's behaviors? Um, I think, and, like, for me personally, when I think about reality television, like I said, I kind of associate it with a, a negative connotation, Um but I also think that, like, when you see these reality stars and you see them in the headlines and, you know, something went bad in their life or something like that, Mommy. a lot of people root it back to the reality television. That, you know, it's because they were on reality TV and that caused them to spiral out of control or, you know, things like that. So I think that's a valid statement. I think um, I think that it definitely gets a bad reputation um, because people aren't being accountable for their own behavior. But then I also think about cameras nowadays, right? And everybody wants to show you their life because that's what reality TV stars do. They want to give you a peek of their life while they're eating their fruity pebbles and nothing is happening in their life. Um, <laughs> Facebook Live is now a thing that I don't really like and I want to turn it off and I don't know how. But um, then I think of things like World Star, where you want to record the most lewd acts or crazy acts or people fighting because this is now entertainment. And this wasn't entertainment 20 years ago before reality TV became a thing and people fighting on reality TV became a thing. Yeah. I don't want to say that reality TV is the, the, I don't know how I want to phrase this, um, the culprit, so to speak. Um, I think that that's just a, a society, a societal thing, uh, could be generational, but I feel like everything is so, we don't have any filters, um, and we kind of in this generation of oversharing. Um, and I don't really think that that's where reality TV was was focused. You know, does that make sense? Like, I feel like yeah. whenever, whenever um, like you said, something lewd happens or there's these, uh, an accident, there's a fight, everybody's reaching for their phone and everybody's reaching to record and upload and post, but nobody's really, like, trying to help 
Um, and I think that that's just a, a society thing that we're kind of in this day and age where that's what you do. So I don't think that that stems solely from reality television. Definitely may have had an, an impact in some in some case, but I just think that with this day and age and the technology that we have, that's where that stems from. It definitely doesn't come solely from reality television. It's technology, it's society, it's Facebook. <laughs> like that's a whole nother conversation. It's yes. how Facebook has changed our society and societies all over the place. But um no, but I just I guess I'm just looking at it from the perspective of would we be as eager to want to upload these things and have people watch them and get as many likes as possible if you did not see people having incredible moments on television and people are watching, millions are watching and following them everywhere. Um, I guess that was what I was thinking and, and more so. I think we would, though. I think people are just, people are vain in that way, though. Um, so mm-hmm. even though, you know, um, that we do see it on on TV and it looks great. I think that people are just saying that they they want to post it just because they want the attention. It doesn't really matter that, you know, it's done from somewhere else. They just want the gratification of you liking their posts and liking their pictures and, you know, all of that feeding into them. Right. Yeah, we are narcissistic. Yeah. We are definitely narcissistic in our own way. Um you have a point there. So do you feel like reality television has gone too far? And when I ask that question, I'm asking all the way from how people are portraying themselves on reality TV, how we people are portrayed on reality TV, um, it's, it's specifically like African-Americans, I feel like we kind of get the lower end of that stick, all the way up to every single celebrity wanting to get their own reality TV show to re-give new life I guess, to their career that hasn't been the greatest? Um, I think I know that was a lot. <laughs> it was. I'm, like, picking through everything. Um, I don't know what the, the, the gauge is for too far, but I do think that the way that they manufacture some reality television is, it's a lot. And these people in these editing rooms are amazing because they'll make something out of nothing. Um, but we were we had a conversation earlier, and I think this kind of plays into um, t- reality TV going too far. There's a show called 60 Days In. And when the show first came out, I was like, that's crazy, mm-hmm. like, why it's about regular civilian people, not criminals, no, you know, uh, prior record or anything like that, and they sign up to mm-hmm. pose as inmates in this county jail, and they're supposed to go in for 60 days, and it's, it's to, I guess, um, better the, the jail system. They report back to the sheriff and all that, but... I'm not signing up to go to jail. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Like, no, I might sign up for a few things, but that's not one of them. 
So here's my thing. Um, if you wanted to better your prison and jail systems, you don't need me to put this all over the place, right? Like, why is this entertainment? Why aren't you just placing people who actually do research or can monitor these environments for research purposes and come back with your results that way? Like, why do we make it a television show, right? Because I have a couple of issues with that, and it's just, I'm probably going to go way too deep with it. So most of the people that are in jail and in prison are what people will call brown people. I don't want to say just African-Americans, but we are disproportionately, there's more of us in, in jail and in prison than, other than you know, Caucasians. So what you're watching to me is – already you're in a high-pressure environment because you're locked away and you're not with your family and you're not able to have the life that you want. You are literally around aggressive people, you know, most, like, a lot of aggressive people with aggressive people. And so we're going to make a show where we just send, you know, good old Johnny in prison because I caught, like, a piece of an episode and put him in an environment that he has no clue is about. He didn't do anything wrong, so he has no real reason for being there, right? So he can't mm-hmm. even really say, like, this is what I did to get myself here um, and relate to somebody. So he's just completely out of his element in a place where people are going to be aggressive. And then when he gets the hell knocked out of him, which is the episode that I saw, <laughs> right, now we're looking at the person who basically knocked the hell out of him and saying, oh, my goodness, he's such a horrible person. He's so bad. Oh, they're saying that this is what's happening in the prisoners, and the prisoners are doing this, and the prisoners are doing that, and this is what I'm experiencing. And we are represented as a culture. We are those people. I mean, I don't identify with the criminal, but my point is is that I can identify with I don't want to be portrayed as a criminal in an environment that's already sees black men as criminals when there are yeah. so many black men who live normal lives and yeah. are college educated and things that put them in prison. So I have an issue with the show for those reasons. I mean, I have an issue with the show as to why Johnny is signing up for this. Like, what were you thinking? How much yeah. are they paying you? Like, if your family right. is, like, upside down on your home and you're really that broke and you're really struggling and you signed up for this show because they're going to pay you X, Y, and Z, I get it. Go get mm. your money for your family. Go get knocked out for your family. Like, I have no... <laughs> Like, whatever, like, do what you felt you needed to do. Like, it wasn't working any other way. Do what you need to do. I have nothing to say about it. I just am trying to figure out the logic in creating a show that is based around basically a sociology experiment, which is really what it is. I think that's kind of like the new wave, too, though, like these social experiment kind of reality shows, like that one. There's one that's like the seven... I don't know, I think it's called Seven Year Switch or something like that. But it's where couples who are kind of like, I guess you could say struggling couples, um, they married or dating, and they swap partners for like, I don't know, two weeks to, I guess, better their relationship and see mm-hmm. if 
they should really be together. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's also one that's like married at first sight, and like a lot of these oh, social yeah, experiment yeah. like type of reality shows where they're just I don't know. I don't know who signed See, off on all of this. I watched Married at First Sight. So what you're telling okay. me is you just created a show of arranged marriages. That's all you did. <laughs> you, I mean, this isn't a new concept. The only difference is is that you guys are supposed to be experts in sex and dating and in psychology, um, specifically in relationships, and you said this person should be with this person because they match here, here, and here in comparison to you're going to marry the boy down the street. My, our family's already talked about it. We made this decision. That's what's happening, right? Like mm-hmm. what is, or as an adult like this, he's gonna, he has a really good job and you need to be taken care of because that's the way it is and you're going to go marry him. But it's, it's literally the same concept. We created a show and called it something different when it's literally just an arranged marriage. Here is my it problem is. with this show. Okay. Where does this ever happen? I'm never going to be able to sign up in real life and say, hey, um, I feel like we should go see a therapist and see if we're a match. Like, I'm not going to do that with the person I'm dating. Like, we're not going to – when we go to therapy, we're going to talk about real-life issues that we're having and how to communicate better, how to love each other better. But I feel Mm -hmm. like it's an experiment, number one, that has failed because how many people actually stayed together. So I feel like it's already a failed experiment out the gate. And it's like when you're watching this, everyone's like, I want to get a divorce. I want to get a divorce. Or they stay Mm -hmm. in a relationship, and you clearly see this relationship is dysfunctional. Right. You, I see you see this relationship is dysfunctional. Some of them don't even really like each other. Other people, they just like having sex with each other. Some of them ain't attracted to them. Other ones don't even want to, ha- like, have sex at all. Like, you, I see you see this is a dysfunctional relationship, but then you say, oh, are you guys going to stay married or are you going to get a divorce, which is really an annulment, which is why they make it like you make this decision at six weeks so you can pretend like it never happened. But, I like, I'm watching this. Like, this is – this would not give me the warm and fuzzies at night. I see you see that I'm in a dis- – like, I see you. Like, it's just dysfunction <laughs> all the way around, and they're having really – I mean, I don't know what all the therapy is. We don't get to see that. But when I'm listening to these therapists, I'm like, mm-hmm. but you're not helping them now. <laughs> like, you can't get me to be with someone so that I can change as a person, which is what you hear a lot. Well, I'm hoping that he can become more aggressive because she's so – no. Get me somebody who lets lets me know that the way that I am in this moment is okay. Don't pick me with somebody that wants to that I have to change in order to be them. My non-aggressive right. behind has worked all these years, and so I don't want to be aggressive, and that's okay. That 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 should be okay for me to be me. Just put me with somebody that allows me to be my best self. And that doesn't mean changing my personality 180 degrees. Me being my best self could be me loving me 
and having someone who loves me the way that I am and making me more confident in that way. I don't understand how that means that I should change my personality 180 degrees. There you go. That's just my perspective. It's just my perspective. But so to close out, I just want to say every celebrity does not need their show. I have no desire to watch Mariah Carey be pampered. And she's so like. (laughs) Mariah is so eccentric for reality television. You know, it's got to be a docuseries because she's too good for reality TV. Um, That's reality television. Yeah. (laughs) I know, but um, I I forgot what it was that I was watching, but somebody was uh, talking about her show debuting, and they were like, yeah, she's coming out with a docuseries. And I'm like, okay, you only said docuseries because it's Mariah Carey. Like, bleh. That's reality television. It's okay. Everybody has reality television. Everybody wants a show. Well, no, you. Everybody don't. We don't care. Like some of us really don't care. Somehow, the Kardashians have sucked us in. Okay, and we want to yeah. watch this. Like, like back when Kim had a bad hairstyle and her old nose. Like, we were sucked in watching. No. Yeah, back when Chloe had her regular body, like we were Chloe sucked in. Up. Can I just, yeah, she looks. She does look really good. She doesn't really look like she changed that much. She just looks like she got her whole life together. But back when yeah. Kylie Jenner had her own lips, lips. <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> like before, she was drawing them outside the lines, like. They have somehow found their niche. But guess what, people? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Y'all ain't them. I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how fabulous you are. We don't care. We barely care about the Kardashians. That's why it's called a guilty pleasure. I don't watch the Kardashians. But they have popped Mm -hmm. up on the TV screen, and I'm not going to say I turned. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that I turned. I mean, I eventually (laughs) turned. But sometimes I get sucked in to their nonsense, right. them yelling at their moms. Yeah. Well, I, I like I feel like if I was to yell at my like my grandmother, I like I imagine her coming through the phone and choking me out. Do you understand? <laughs> like, but everybody yeah. else doesn't need a show. So, you have any closing remarks before we go ahead and close the show out? Um. No, I really, um, I actually enjoyed this conversation a lot, and I, I'm glad that you came with the facts because it definitely put a, a new perspective and a new light on how I look at reality television. Well, I appreciate your thanks. All right, so join us on January the 7th. We are actually going to be doing a show about mental health and going to get a little bit more into why the show is called Things I Can't Drink About and why we changed directions. Um, that should be an interesting show. And um, so come back, enjoy your holiday season. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa. If you celebrate the trees outside, go hug them. Look, have a good ho- holiday season. 
Happy New Year, and we'll see you back again on January the 7th. At Nissan, our lineup is taking the galaxy by storm. And right now, you can save big during Nissan's Go Rogue year-end event. Shop your local Nissan store and choose Nissan.com today for great offers. And see Rogue One only in theaters. Take on any galaxy. At Nissan, our lineup is taking the galaxy by storm. And right now, you can save big during Nissan's Go Rogue year-end event. Shop your local Nissan store and choose Nissan.com today for great offers. And see Rogue One only in theaters. Take on any galaxy.